enlighten me Bitch, I be a boss, I got the sauce, no point in fighting me Demons leave them torch, I run my kingdom, call me sire We never taking L's, only lessons No, we never counting fails, only blessings Never stressing I said enlighten me I be a boss, I got the sauce, no point in fighting me Gang, they hyping me, rightfully I am stable, I am able, I am wealthy Full of health, on the rise, I got the belt You got a problem? Check yourself, bitch Thanks Welcome to another episode of Enlighten Me, Bitch I'm Rin Woods So, uh, my friend <laughs> sent me a text message on my way over here And she's like, hey, uh, I have something really important to tell you I'll give you a call later Okay, well, first of all um, don't do that to people because now I have to wait all day long and I'm thinking about like what news she could possibly have to tell me that she had to pre-warn me that she was going to tell me something. She got married last year, so I have a feeling that she's pregnant. And if I'm right, I'll let you guys know next week. She's a friend from college. She's a lawyer who just texts their friend. Hey, got to tell you something important later. I'll give you a call and just doesn't follow it up. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, five years ago when my dad had a stroke, my mother sent me and my siblings a text message letting us know that our dad had a stroke and then just didn't answer the phone when we called. For three hours, she didn't answer the phone. Do you know how mean that is? That, I mean, that is just heartless, soulless behavior. can't believe she did that. When my brother passed away, my dad left me a 55-second voicemail to let me know. I mean, what was he thinking? Why do parents do this where they text you really important news or leave it in a voicemail? No important news should be left on a voicemail, should be texted. It, like, you know when the doctor calls you after you've had like an STD test or a pregnancy test or you've gotten tested for strep throat even, very minor things, the doctor isn't legally allowed to leave the information on your voicemail for a reason. When people do that, it's just so funny. If a doctor can't call you and leave you a voicemail to give you the results of your MRI, then you shouldn't be allowed to call people and announce a death over voicemail either. It's soulless. I just thank God that I saw my sister's text first before I got to the voicemail. So it's not actually how I found out. But what goes through people's heads when they do this? So I hope my friend's pregnant. That's really happy news. I'll be letting you guys know next week what the news actually is. Because if it's like some serious shit, then, I, you know, I don't really have anxiety about it. But like normally when people text me and say, hey, got something really important to discuss. Like, hey, can we have a conversation later? Hey, you want to go on a walk later? Oh my God, just tell me now. What is it? Because now I'm going to spend all this time having all this anxiety all day long. Can't concentrate on anything until you tell me the news. What's the news? Give me the tea. Need to know now. I mean, it's just torturous, torturous, torturous. So I've had to do a little bit of practicing what I preach lately. And you know, God is testing my patience. He's testing me. So after all of this time talking about how much compassion 
I think addicts need. Let me tell you about the situation with my crazy fucking neighbor. So I have this guy who lives above me. He's probably like 65-ish. He could be younger. He looked 65 when I moved in in August. He now looks 75. It's been eight months. It's awful. The guy has an alcohol problem. He's a severe alcoholic. I don't think that he works anymore. I think it's gotten so bad to the point where he can't even hold a job. Let me tell you something. I can hear every single thing that goes on in this apartment. He is loud. He is obnoxious. He stomps on the ground. Like, and I'm not talking about just like jumping up and down. It sounds like he's fucking hurting elephants and chunking them against the wall. It is gnarly. I mean, to the point where like I'll videotape the noise and send it to my friends and my family, my boyfriend, because nobody believes me that it's this bad. Everyone's like, oh, you're so dramatic, Ren. You're overreacting. You're being melodramatic. I'm not being dramatic at all. This motherfucker is so goddamn loud. I, it takes everything I have inside of me not to walk upstairs with a baseball bat and start like hitting through his windows. That's the rage in me that I need to bring down from a level 11 to a level zero. This man just evokes so much rage inside me because, you know, I work from home a lot. I have a lot of writing jobs that I have to do. I need silence and concentration when I'm doing the writing jobs. And then, you know, if I have a Zoom with somebody and the man is stomping and yelling. So that's another thing he does is he grunts and he moans and he yells profanities. Like he'll be like, fuck, 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 fuck. Or he'll be like, God damn it, God damn it, God damn it. And it is so crazy. Like, I don't mean to laugh about it because it's really not funny. Like it's super sad, but it is so disturbing to all of my neighbors. And I've walked up there a couple of times. I'm like, Hey man, you're really fucking loud. Is there any possible way that you could please, for the love of God, just quiet down, be silent for an hour so that I can do this Zoom call in peace and not sound like I live in a fucking mental hospital? All right. Is that too much to ask? I pay rent here. I want to live in peace. I don't know how I get into these situations. It's like so chaotic. And I, I just think he gets so drunk that he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't leave his apartment. I see the alcohol delivery guy coming in and out of his apartment. The man literally looks like he's aged 20 years since I moved in eight months ago. And it's really sad, you know, thinking about the mental health this person must be in because all day long, all he does is yell out and scream and stomp around and cry. It's really, really bad. But my neighbors have all become so fed up with it that my neighbors do bang on his door, tell him to shut the fuck up. Like you can hear every night pretty much someone from my apartment complex yells at him to shut the fuck up tells him he's a worthless human being, which that hurts my heart. And I, I, it breaks my heart when I hear people yell that kind of stuff at him. And so I, that part, you know, I have compassion for that part. I know this guy's in mental health. I know he needs help. I have another neighbor who tried to take him to an AA meeting and he just refused. He wants nothing to do with it. And he would rather be 
miserable alone in his apartment 24 seven. I think he's just so far down the rabbit hole that it, it, I don't even know. I don't know what's going through this guy's head because when I first moved in, I sensed that there was something off about him, but you couldn't tell he was an alcoholic. He was very normal. You know, he could carry on a conversation. And now if you speak to him or if I see him at the mailbox or something, he'll bark at me, call me a cunt, call me a bitch. And he does it to all the neighbors. It's not just me. I'm relatively nice to him considering the fucking ruckus he causes every hour of the day. I I honestly don't know when he sleeps. He must sleep when I'm out of the apartment because it's it's 24-7. It really is. It's like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, and he's beating on the ground, jumping up and down. We all pay a lot of money to live in this place and all of the neighbors are so fed up with him. So I was at my wits end. I didn't know what to fucking do. Because it's like you can, there's only so much you can do to ask a person to shut the fuck up. I have compassion for this man. I want to help him and help him get sober. But at the same time, he is loud as fuck, disturbing every ounce of peace I ever thought I could have in this apartment. So, you know, the landlord profusely apologizes to everybody constantly. She apparently didn't run a background check on this guy. Well, that fucking slipped through the cracks, don't you think? So I think that'll be the last time she ever doesn't run a background check. Also, that makes me feel super unsafe that my landlord didn't run a background check on somebody when they moved in. Who else is living in my apartment complex that I don't know about? Apparently, my neighbor got married to some woman and throughout the divorce, took a bunch of her money. I don't know the full story. I know he spent some time in jail. Again, how do I get into these chaotic situations where I'm living next to a psychopath? And I can say, like, this man is a full-blown psychopath. So it's like, There's only so much compassion I can extend for somebody who is this disturbing to my mental health and well-being and to the entire apartment complexes. I mean, I live directly below him, so it's pretty bad for me. But the guy next to him, it's also pretty bad for him. He has a two-bedroom, so luckily his second extra bedroom is the one that connects to the crazy guy's apartment. So he doesn't hear it when he's sleeping, but you know, throughout the day he can hear it. So crazy, crazy. So basically, what did I do? Compassionate Wren, who attracts crazy people in her life. You know, what did I do? I wrote the man a letter. And I put it under his door and I told him in the letter, I was like, look, man, you're really fucking loud. Sounds like you're herding elephants and that you are moving 2,000 tons of bricks every hour. Could you please shut the fuck up and be quiet? But having said that, I understand that you are in complete mental hell right now. If there's anything I can do to help you, please let me know. I sent a list of different AA meetings he could attend, a list of rehabs that, 
you know, I don't, this guy probably doesn't have insurance. Who knows? But, you know, I sent him all these different resources, all these people he could call. I don't know anything about the man because I've never heard anything but grunting, screaming, yelling. One night I thought that somebody was killing a cat. It was just my neighbor squealing because his TV wasn't working. So my friends and family, now that I've sent them the videos of this guy, are like, yeah, we get it. It's pretty fucking crazy. I need a place that I can go watch shitty reality television stuff, pizza in my face, and have nobody talk to me. But I can't do that because my neighbor won't shut the fuck up. So anyway, I'll let you guys know what happens to the letter. Most of my neighbors truly are just like beating on his door like throwing shit at him. I've never seen or heard anything like this before. I mean, this is a full grown ass adult. I'm texting my landlord every day saying, hey, like I'm going to have to move eventually if this guy doesn't be quiet. It is such a headache to deal with. I am telling you, I don't wish this upon anyone. I don't know how I attract so much chaos in my life, but I think the old me would have taken a baseball bat and banged his windows until he shut up. But we're practicing compassion. And, you know, I, I, I feel for the guy because he's obviously miserable. He has nothing going for him. He sits in a box that is his dark apartment, no lights on all day long. He watches TV and he drinks. He must drink two handles a day because that alcohol delivery guy's coming every day day. You know, we don't know each other well. I've had two full conversations with him before he started making all this noise. Sometimes he sounds like a parrot. I I know that's like crazy to say, but like, it's like gawking noise and it'll like, he'll, he'll yell for like seven minutes straight. It's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. And then he'll stop for like 20 minutes and then he'll yell for seven minutes again straight. The noises that come out of this man's mouth. I don't know if it's because he's drunk when he's yelling or if it's because he has a serious mental illness. Anyway, to be nice to this man who causes me absolute and utter turmoil 24-7 is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I want to tell this man to fuck off every day, but I don't because I'm compassionate to the fact that he has a serious mental issue going on. His mental health is obviously struggling. So I did my part. I gave him all these resources, gave him some therapist phone numbers that I, you know, thought could be helpful to him. AA meetings, NA meetings. We'll see if he takes my advice. Anyway. I feel like God is testing me. He's like, bitch, you got to practice what you preach. We're going to give you the most chaotic situation possible to test your ass. And it's happening and I'm surviving. I'm living through it, but it's not easy. And I want to pull my hair out daily. The guy is so fucking loud. If you guys could hear it. it, it literally sounds like he's whacking off. Like truly he makes sex noises. It, I mean, it's so obnoxious. Everything about him is so obnoxious. The sex noises is what I can't take. 
He moans, he groans, he huffs and puffs. I have so much PTSD from this man that I can't even react with the sounds sound like. Just know that it sounds like a parrot having sex while an elephant stomps on it. That that's that's what it fucking sounds like. That's my life. That's what I'm living under. The universe is motherfucking testing me. So- <laughs> Okay, so the strip club saga from last week got some updates. Mm. So I got to the bottom of it. So it turns out uh, my friend's boyfriend got a lap dance from one girl, which he was under the impression was going to be $300. The girl, the stripper's like, my friend's going to come too, which, hello, that's a trap. Anytime a stripper's like, hey, my friend's going to come too, bitch, you are paying double, if not triple. Oldest rule in the book, baby. So he goes into a room with them. It's two of them. They give them a lap dance together. They're like, it's 600, not 300. And he's like, what the fuck? Hey, you have no right to be like, what the fuck? Two instead of one came. Obviously. That's what strippers do. They're literally taught to overcharge you in any way possible. He was blackout drunk, of course. Typical man goes to a strip club. I was blackout drunk. I don't remember. Of course you don't, because remembering it would mean that you actually have to face what you did. So let's just pretend we were blackout and blame it on the alcohol classic. So anyways, my friend, I'm coaxing her through this. I was like, you know what? It's just dancing. Who gives a shit? Whatever. He's never going to go back. He's never going to see these people again. He was on a bachelor party. Let him do his thing. Well, well, well. She finds a phone number scribbled on a piece of notebook paper crumbled up in his jacket pocket. Um, excuse me, why is that in your pocket? So she's freaking out. She calls me. She's like, I called the number. Obviously, any girl who finds a phone number in their boyfriend or husband's jacket pocket who doesn't call the number is crazy. If you didn't call the number, I'd check your head for mental illness, okay? So anyways, she calls the number. A girl from Ukraine answers the phone. I'm not going to do the Ukrainian accent because I don't want to be offensive. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do the Ukrainian accent. She's like, hello? I, I met your boyfriend this weekend at job at strip club. I gave lap dance. <laughs> I don't know. And now I just sound like Borat. My friend is like, oh, fuck. She was freaking out. So she calls me. She's like ready to break up with him. She's ready to not only break up with her boyfriend, but she's ready to kill this fucking stripper. She's like, if he fucked this stripper, I'm throwing all his shit out the house. La, 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 la. And I'm like, yeah, well, $600 is one thing, but exchanging numbers, absolutely not. Get out of here. 
Her boyfriend is claiming at this point that he doesn't remember shit. Which, of course, again, you did something shady. Let's blame it on the alcohol. Typical man. So anyways, I just have to read you guys the text messages that my friend exchanged with this stripper. I have never laughed so hard in my God-given life. I'm sorry to laugh at this, but it is so fucking funny. (laughs) She goes, and I guess, I guess the stripper answered and then she like hung up really quick or something because that's like what the text messages say. So she takes a picture of the phone number sends it to the like hello she knows what her phone number is obviously and by the way she's got the phone entered in to her phone as stripper like she took the time to enter the stripper's number into her address book i think my friend is on meth okay hi my boyfriend bought a private dance with you and another tall blonde girl at the end of the april beginning of may and he had your number in his pocket when i went to wash his clothes from his trip He was on a bachelor party. I asked him what all happened and he was blackout drunk. He couldn't remember all the details, but remember some. Enough to let me know that he had a $600 charge on his card the next day from two girls in a private dance that was fully nude, etc., which is fine with me. I just want to ask from girl to girl, do you remember if he did more than a lap dance slash feeling around or was it sex slash touching below via head, hand job, etc.? Thank you. And I'm sorry for having to reach out. I've just never been in this situation and want to ensure I'm not staying with someone who had sex behind my back. I really respect what you ladies do for a living, and I think it's a beautiful form of art. So please don't take this the wrong way. I just want to ensure that I'm standing up for myself as well. Thank you. (laughs) This is like the nicest message you could ever send to a woman that you think your boyfriend fucked. What? I would not even be a 16th of this nice. (laughs) I really respect what you ladies do for a living. I think it's a beautiful form of art. Hell yeah. Women supporting women. All right. So then the stripper responds with very broken English. I understand you. I'm sorry. Gave him phone number. Just he told me that he know a very good immigration lawyer I really need it. That's it. Sorry, he didn't remember in this club camera everywhere. It's impossible to have sex, things like that. Just dances, not even kisses permitted. Any kisses, any kind. Please don't worry. There's any reason about. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but it's like, what does this clarify? Yeah, okay, like the cameras in the club, but... He had your phone number, meaning she could have come back to the hotel. You gave him your phone number. Then she continues. I really happy that I help wish you best. I'm not in best moment in my life and can understand things better than it is. I thought he wasn't as drunk. We talked about situation that I just get from Ukraine from war. where I lost my apartment, my car, all my plans ruined in one day. 
terrible situation. So I truly believe when people say they want help me, I so sorry again. That was my mistake. Believe in that. Oh my God. Oh my God. This just got so dark. So now my friend has gone from wanting to kill this fucking stripper to now she's offering to help her. Dark. So fast. So my friend replies, of course. And thank you for being here to answer my questions and ease my mind. I am totally fine with him getting dances at clubs, etc. Just mainly wanted to ensure it didn't go further than intimate dancing, which I honestly assumed it didn't. But once I found your number and had to ask from girl to girl just to ease my mind, which your answers really helped me. So thank you. It's not your fault and you never need to be sorry for this. This was his slip up and really just a misunderstanding that I'm glad we can all get over. Glad we can all get over? The girl wasn't in anything to be over. Anyways, I'm so sorry to hear about your situation as I know it must be so hard going through what all you've been through. If we can ever do anything at all to help, please do reach out and I'm happy to help you always. I love spreading kindness to people that need it the most and I'm sure you've spread kindness all over the world too. Now it's your turn to receive kindness back. What? Dude, what? Then, then, then she goes further. My friend, my friend is on one now. You are a great person, I'm sure, and you deserve the best. I know it's probably really hard in life right now, but just know that it'll definitely get better. I promise. You've been through too much for it to get worse. You will rise above this. Here for you always, girl. Women need to always stick together. You are the best. Thank you so much. Have you ever read a faker message in your life? You're a great person. Wait, you never even met this stripper before. Oh my God. Okay, so then the stripper responds. We was talking almost all time. That's why I thought he's not drunk. He was asking me many things about war. And that's why I thought I can trust him. Any girl from that club do more than dances. It's prohibited. Managers always checking cameras. So really no reason to be worried about. And thank you so much for such words. You are so kind. Oh my God. This is like, are these girls lesbian for each other? And so then my friend replies, you are so sweet. Thank you for being so kind to me as well. It really does mean a lot. You will continue to do great things with your life, and I wish you all the best. Please reach out if you need help with anything ever. We are always here and love to help people that are in need slash deserving of it, which you clearly are. You work hard and are doing your best to make a living here in America, and that is something to be proud of. Wish you the best always. What did I just read? She's not a Make-A-Wish Foundation, kid. She's a stripper that just wants to get an immigration lawyer. My friend, God bless her heart. She has a really big heart. She loves to help people. And now she's gonna help this stripper. She's trying to find her an immigration lawyer. So she doesn't have to go back to Ukraine. <laughs> I wish that I could share this story on the Good News Movement Instagram. But I don't think that this is the type of story that they look for. And I know some strippers do it because they love it. But like, this girl came from Ukraine. She was escaping war. And she doesn't have a choice, probably. My friend was like, 
Should I hire her? Oh my God. No, you shouldn't hire her. I think helping her find an immigration lawyer and being kind to her was enough. So anyway, I, that story took such an unexpected turn. I, I had no idea that that's where it was going to go. My friend, I wish you could have heard my friend. I wish she wasn't such a private person and that she would come on this podcast and tell the story because she literally went from like wanting to kill a stripper. She was crying. She was so depressed. She's like, I, I'm going to have to break up with him. Like, this is just the worst day of my life. And now she's BFF with the stripper and helping her find an immigration lawyer. I mean, I guess I, you just, everybody needs kindness, I guess. I guess that's just the whole moral of this podcast is that everybody needs kindness. Even girls that you think your boyfriend fucked. I'm just kidding. Everybody needs kindness because you, you don't know what people have been through. You, you, you just don't know. So anyways, I'm going home this weekend to South Carolina. It's my sister's birthday. It's my grandmother's 80th birthday. You know, we're living it up, honey. Every time I go home, I get really exhausted. My, you know, my family drinks a lot. So I just like, I know that my mom is going to want to sit there and drink Chardonnay with me. And I hate Chardonnay. First of all, like, it's got so much sugar in it. I wake up so hungover, like worse than a vodka hangover. Like I think the wine hangovers are the worst. I know that my mom is going to try to get me to drink Chardonnay with her on the front porch and she's going to be like, run. My mom is like so Southern and she is going to try and get me to drink Chardonnay with her. And I'm not going to want to because when I drink Chardonnay, I like start yelling at the kids that I don't have. I'm like, son, you need to pick up your feet when you walk. Honey, when you going to get a husband? I just like start talking like a Southern mom when I'm on Chardonnay. That's, that's what Chardonnay does to me. I just like start yelling at the kids I don't have thinking I'm a mom, gossiping on the front porch about the neighbors. That's just, that's just what Chardonnay makes me want to do, you know? I don't know. I just like, I, that's why I hate Chardonnay. I'm in an accent mood. Sometimes I like, so my Australian accent is like really good. It's like really awesome. And I thought like maybe that I could do a full podcast um, talking in an Australian accent. I don't really know if, um, you know, I have this Australian friend and she's like, oh my God, like your accent is so good. Where did you learn how to speak like that? And I'm just like, I don't know, like I watched a lot of the Outback Steakhouse commercials and just kind of like taught myself. But no, the real thing is like you have to, when you're trying to learn an Australian accent, you, you have to do the no and the awesomes and the barbecue and you have to move your mouth like this. Anyway, mate, does everybody call each other mate? I don't know. I love accents, especially the Australian accent, because I feel like if like an Australian person were to call me a cunt, I wouldn't be insulted because it's just like so lovely to hear an accent. Even when you're insulted, it doesn't feel like an insulted, you know? 
feeling in like a really weird mood because, you know, it's just like weird. I'm going home to see my family this weekend. Do you ever just want to like kill your family after you've spent like more than 12 hours with them? Should I give tips on how to deal with your family uh, when you're in a confined space with them for more than like, you know, 24 hours? I feel like I should. I feel like this would be very beneficial. Uh, first of uh, smoke a lot of weed. Bring a joint in your pocket. If you live in a state where it's not legal, you know, maybe get some shipped to you. It's legal in California and I, I do plan on flying with it in an airplane. I do. I do that shit. I, I take my weed um, on the airplane every time I fly and I'm just like, fuck it, you know, because I'll just like pretend it's a cigarette or something. I probably shouldn't admit that on a podcast, but whatever. I don't know why I'm talking in an Australian accent now that I've started. I, I can't really stop. So uh, what else? I would say like, you know, take me time. I would say definitely take that hour of the day to exercise. Get the fuck away from your family. Get your little headphones in. Listen to your hardcore rap or, you know, whatever you need to like decompress. I would also say, and that's like in the morning time. And then I would also say at night in the evening before you go to bed, definitely take an hour to yourself where you're like reading a book, scrolling on the YouTube or something like that. Just alone time is like really important when you're with your family. You don't, you're not forced to be with them like 24 seven. And if somebody starts talking about like politics or what you should do with your life, which is, you know, the common theme in my family. Everyone wants to tell everybody how they should live their life and what they should do. And, you know, that's fine and dandy and everything, but I just choose not to listen. I stay unbothered. If somebody says something to me where I feel like I need to jump down their throat because they're wrong and I'm right, I just kind of like don't have to be right for a couple days. So yeah, that's like the main thing when you're with your family. I just sacrifice the need to be right is what I would say, you know? And then you'll naturally be fine, I think. So yeah, I don't know. If you're like really wanting to like chop your brother's head off or, you know, push your sister down a flight of stairs or knife your mom, I would say then like go fill a sink up with a bunch of ice and put your face in the ice and do like a cold plunge with your face. It'll shock you. Anyway, and that's about enough of the Australian accent for one episode, but it's pretty good. Oh, so an interesting fact that I learned this week, um, my boyfriend actually taught this to me, had no clue, never knew this. If you're really anxious, you're having a lot of anxiety, eat sour candy or something sour because you know, sour candy actually helps soothe anxiety. So when you eat something sour, it actually shocks your senses and you're unable to feel panic. Hey, next time you're having a panic attack, got a little bit of anxiety, Eat some Sour Patch Kids, maybe some lemon bars. I um 
I made lemon bars this past weekend, homemade baby, with a shortbread crust for my boyfriend. And I always ask after I bake something, like, was it good? Like, I need to know that it was good. I need you to tell me that it was the most amazing thing you ever tasted. I just need that validation. So I was asking him, I was like, do you like actually like those? Or are you just like eating them to be nice? And he's like, no, like I love them because they're sour. And I was like, oh, there's really like, what, what does that have to do with anything? And he was like, well, you know, it just kind of like keeps me calm when I'm eating sour stuff. And I was like, whoa, who knew? Who knew? Interesting little fact. And I Googled it to make sure it was true before I talked about it in a public forum. But anyways, um, I think that's all the time we have for today. God, I'm in a weird mood. I cannot wait to get on this red eye tonight and sleep on a plane said no one ever. God. Thank you for listening. Please give me a five-star review if you haven't already write me a review or I guess give me a five-star rating is what I should say. And then write a review if you so choose because they do help. And thank you guys for listening. Um, don't go to a strip club unless you are prepared to give a Ukrainian your phone number and help her find an immigration lawyer. So yeah, have a beautiful weekend, everybody. Enlighten me. I be a boss, I got the sauce, no point in fighting me Demons leave them torch, I run my kingdom, call me sire We never taking L's, only lessons No, we never counting fails, only blessings Never stressing, I said enlighten me Bitch, I be a boss, I got the sauce, no point in fighting me Gang, they hyping me, rightfully I am stable, I am able, I am wealthy Full of health, on a 